Welcome to Rainbow Soul Vodcast, where our soul astrology comes forward to help you manage your everyday life with forecasts and deep dives on natal charts and queer perspectives on the planets, transits, and more. A group discussion about upcoming transits with tips on how to read these transits in your own chart. Hollis offers years of wisdom and natal chart knowledge with Brighthawk's positive perspective and Lacrosse's inquiry. We offer the complete queer astrology experience. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. Please help us by subscribing, sharing, and commenting and reviewing. You can also learn where else Rainbow Soul is offered on our website at rainbowsoul.show. Welcome, welcome to Rainbow Soul uh, Astrology Podcast. This is Hollis Taylor, and I am one of your astrologers here today. Um, maybe the only one that can walk right now. And <laughs> <Too sure. yeah. laughs> for now, anyway. Definitely. And, <laughs> and uh <laughs> there will be no dancing on tonight's program <laughs> no dancing uh-uh. unless it involves this <laughs> chair dancing only yeah if i um, can jimmy from here right exactly <laughs> uh, so you can learn a lot about my readings and things like that that i do in my in the description there's a link to my website just and, gonna say hollis is an amazing astrologer and the greatest gift you can give yourself is a reading so you know what makes you tick run operate how to deal with adversity how to deal with creating opportunities readings are such such a profound gift mm. so highly recommend hollis totally biased and i'm right <laughs> so you. i'm bright hawk author artist entrepreneur musician storyteller astrologer <laughs> yeah and and I'm Lacrosse, uh, the creator of uh, color coloring books. Um, I'm not really much on anything too much lately since the surgery. Not just so. any coloring books. Yeah, books the, that the help tarot. tarot. Come on. <laughs> yep. So um, I have that, and I'm working on a few things, which I'm gonna keep it on a down low because it'll just pop out later on. Okay. Cool. So. That's fine. Cool. Wow, folks, 2024. So Pluto moved out of Capricorn, and and these two have bone. These two have bone. So Capricorn, we all know, is the mountain goat, and the goat is associated with Saturn. Capricorn is associated with Saturn, and we are talking. It's all about the foot and the knees and legs and bones, holding onto mm-hmm. that mountain and not falling off, and mm-hmm. um, your skeletal system. Your skeletal system. Now Pluto has moved out of Capricorn where it has been for 20 years. Guess exactly how long it was the last time I had knee surgery, 20 years ago on the same leg, the left leg. Hmm. Now I have surgery coming up a week, a week in one week from today. And the the interesting thing is, is that Pluto has moved into Aquarius on the 20th and Aquarius rules um and pluto is a slow mover so this is a slow transition but it it, aquarius um rules like medicine oh technology that's true so including like technology like what they did to your toe lacrosse and what they'll do to your knee 
Yeah, um, we're grateful for the mm -hmm. modern medicine that can set things right, aren't we? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And yours too, you know? Yeah. So technology um, will be super, um, super important as we go forward. And we talked about that last week. And hopefully you can you can go back and watch about the Pluto and Aquarius. Um, Brighthawk and I covered that last week. But that's, that's pretty much what happened on the 20th. Um, and if you had an ordeal somewhere in there, like the 18th, the 19th, or even into now, um, I would say that it's related to Pluto in Aquarius, Pluto moving out of Capricorn and into Aquarius because Pluto rules ordeals, power, death, um, and rebirth, transformation, yeah. uh, change, and um, things like that, in including power dynamics. So if you're having some relationship crap, it's probably in relation to what planets are in any of these signs, Pluto, Aquarius, or the opposing, which would be Saturn, I'm sorry, um, Cancer or Leo. And the moon is also just moving out of Leo as we're speaking, as we're recording this. Um, so um, that happened uh, all around the 26th. So, it, you know, if you're if you're having some experiences, just saying and it, what's what's really weird was that so you know, Brighthawk had broke her leg right around when Pluto started to move towards Aquarius, okay? It was like one degree away from Aquarius. And therefore, it was opposite her moon and opposite my Saturn. Because my Saturn is on top of her moon. <laughs> uh, and I was like, oh my. So then what that ends up happening is then she can't do a whole lot of things. And then I have to do those things because they have to get done, right? Okay? Like clearing snow. <laughs> and that was the first thing we had to deal with when we got home. Oh. So, yeah. So it's it's like a weird, definitely a weird experience. And that not only is, did she break her leg, but also I'm affected because she Big did. Time. Because we're partners. Big time. And our Pluto, and, and sorry, sad. And they're opposite Pluto. They're across the sky from it. And oppositions are not easy. No. It's this or that. It's not blending. It's not, you know, uh, it's this or that. It's opposite. So we talk a lot about T-squares because that those oppositions are mitigated by another planet helping facilitate the conversation. And if there's not another planet helping facilitate it in a T-square, it's just a it's one or the other position you know so i have to trust in divine timing i have to trust in you know things can always be better they can always be worse i'm grateful that you know as hard as i fell and as you know messed up as my leg is i'm grateful i landed on grass and didn't break my arms in the process because mm -hmm. i fell hard but i fell on soft grass thank goodness you know, there's always something to be thankful for. And I, originally they wanted to do surgery on January 20th and my eyes just about popped out of my head. I was like, January 20th, that's the day everybody's talking about is the most intense day of the year with the sun, Pluto conjunction, 
Pluto moving into Aquarius, there was just so much intensity. And I was like, God, I don't know if that's a good idea. And divine timing, insurance mm -hmm. didn't work out. Things got jumble mumble. And long story short, now I'm having surgery on February 1st and there's a grand trine in earth. And I'm like, okay, just trust. <laughs> I would never advise or wish or want anyone to be, you know, my, I, I can't say walking around on because I'm not walking around, <laughs> but waiting four weeks on a fractured leg is not fun by any means. Mm -hmm. But I am trusting divine timing that things are going to work out the way they are meant to. I'm also a big believer in we don't suffer needlessly. So my friends, if you're having a hard time, we relate. There's something really good on the other side of this. There's a reason for everything. We will get through it. And we're here to help make sure you get through it as best you can. So let's get to it. Yeah. And I just wanted to mention that you did embrace your ordeal and cut your hair. Oh, yes. My yeah, hair is I noticed. I liked it up. <laughs> Tired of uh, having to deal with, you know, matted hair in the back. And Hollis was great about braiding my hair. Like every day we traveled, they would braid my hair. But I was just like, okay, I guess life is asking for change. Second Saturn return. It's all about change. Who are you now? Not last week. Who are you now? So I'm a new person. Embrace your ordeal, my friends. I'm embracing it. So. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's get to it. So let's have a little... Take a deep breath, take a little meditation and settle in. And I want to invite you to feel your feet on the floor, feel your bottom in the seat. present in your body. And whether you know what it looks like or not, try to imagine an astrology chart in front of you, real big, so it's like taking up your entire view. This astrology chart speaks to you by presenting thoughts and ideas. And this chart reminds you that this is your path. This is your journey. is something can feel hard in the moment it has deeper meaning as we go forward 
has deeper meaning for your tomorrow. And this map to your life is meant to guide you and embrace you as you transform through the ordeals of life. in our body with our feet on the floor our bottoms in the seats I invite you to stretch your hands and wake up your body as you open your eyes Become present in the here and now.
Great job. Thank you. Thank Great you. job. Thank Even you. with the broken leg, you can still play the hate pan. Yeah, thank goodness for that. So, yeah, exactly. So let me share um, our little this over here. So we're recording this on the 25th, which is a, uh, a full moon in Leo, also known as the wolf full moon. So uh, I know our podcast is focusing on January 29th to February 4th, but I just want to wish you all the blessings of the full moon. And of course, the full moon in Leo means that the full moon is opposite the sun and Leo is ruled by the sun, so the moon is shining across from, from, the, from the sun in Aquarius, and we begin anew, and this becomes a waning, waning moon during this whole week, mm. shedding, lightening up. Well, probably many of us could probably use that, lightening up right now. <laughs> um, so uh, this is Monday, the 29th, um, Monday, January 29th, with, um, as we ended last week, we explained that there was a grand trine, a minor trine, and a T-square, and that's still going on on Monday. The T-square is pretty strong. Um, you know, Mercury and Mars are moving together. So makes me think about, like, um aggressive communication but also like on a lighter note like the communication of action of taking action and communicating about that action um and so that's you know it could be it could be really good for in some instances it probably depend on how your charts laid out but it's in a t square with the nodes and chiron um and so the nodes tend to you know they're in they're always in opposition that's that's what it is you're either living in the past or pushing towards your future it's just the way it is and uh but chiron is conjunct with the north node so chiron is trying to get some wounded healers to step forward um and so if you're a wounded healer is a person that has healed their wounds and now helps others with those wounds and so with it in a square to Mercury and Mars, I would say that some of your actions now and you're talking about your actions, about what am I doing? How am I getting through having a broken leg? How am I getting through with my responsibilities changing? Things like that. Um, those are actually important conversations to have because they'll probably help others. So I would, um, I would talk about it, you know, and... Um, and then with the Grand Trine, that's a blessing. It's in Earth. So manifesting new things, bringing forth new things, that's, that's great. Um, it's a, it involves the Moon and um, Uranus and Chiron and Mars because they're, I'm sorry, not Chiron, Mercury, because they're traveling together. Mercury and Mars, they're going to be jamming together for this whole week. Um, and they, they came together last week and now this week they're going to hang out together most of, all week long. Um, and with the minor trying up there pointing at Saturn, it's really about us rebuilding, finding new ways to do things, um, allowing the flow to change who we are, um, you know, 
Brighthawk uh, embracing her um, changes, cutting her hair, um, you know, other ways of um, our values, of expressing our values and things like that, because it involves um, Venus and Jupiter. So those two planets um, have a lot to do with our values, especially because Jupiter is in Taurus and Taurus is ruled by Venus, which is now in Capricorn. Um, and it's it's trine, they're trine, Jupiter and Venus are trine. So this is about our values. This is maybe about saying, okay, that was important, but now it's not anymore. Um, and uh, with a sextile to Saturn, it's about changing the way we do things and maybe looking at things a little differently. So um, definitely uh, changes in the air, but it feels good. Um, it could be challenging depending on the placements in your chart. Like, you know, Brighthawk um, has a bunch of planets in Capricorn. Um, so that might have a little to do with why she struggles <laughs> um, <laughs> um, with with Capricorn, with the Pluto movement in Capricorn. Lacrosse, I'm not sure if you have um, stuff in uh, Capricorn, but... Um, Honestly, I don't think I do. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you do either. This stellium, because um, <clears throat> it's three planets in one sign, Mercury, Mars, and Venus. It's a lot of energy in Capricorn. And we already talked a little bit about how Capricorn is. Um, structure, Saturn, um, the, the mountain goat, you know, all of those things. So this stellium affects all of us, whether mm -hmm. you have lots of Capricorn placements or not, mm -hmm. you can see the concentration of energy in Capricorn. You can see the concentration of energy with the sun and Pluto and Aquarius. Um, and I'm just going to point out, I know I'm jumping a little here, Virgo moon. So the moon is now shedding. It's now waning and it's in Virgo. <clears throat> Virgo, of course, is the problem solver. It's a mutable earth sign ruled by Mercury and Chiron. And you just mentioned how important Chiron is in bringing forth the, the wounded healer, helping helping others. You know, what greater thing can we do in this world than, than be of service to others and help them? Um, so that's a beautiful thing, I think. Mm -hmm. But it, it definitely means that there is a concentration of energy that we are all experiencing in the Grand Trine, regardless of your placements. Although I think with the moon, at least on Monday, Neptune's opposite the moon, it makes me think like your visions and dreams may not be going where you imagined them. Yeah. And you have Uranus and Taurus is the other part of that earth. And Uranus is always the unexpected, the unplanned, the unseen, the unknown. So my favorite saying, and it's in my book, <laughs> I'm willing to be delightfully surprised. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Might have to have a lot expect. of that. <laughs> so if you walk around going, no, versus, okay, what, have, what am I supposed to learn? You know, those are two very different stances. And um, that's part of what we try to help you see in astrology that, um, the unexpected can sometimes be a blessing. So if you're willing to be delightfully surprised, well, hopefully you get what you expect. Yeah. So I think uh, delightful surprises are necessary and important. Um, and I think that's pretty much where we're at. I think there'll be a lot of that on Monday, especially yeah. through the weekend and Monday. 
And then before you move off of uh -huh. that, I just want to point out, you talked about the um, Neptune opposition, and of course the moon is opposite Neptune, but um, I want to point out the good stuff. We talked about the grand trine. Mm -hmm. You also have the moon trining the following four, Pluto, Mercury, Mars, and Uranus, that are all part of that grand trine. Mm -hmm. So that's a beautiful thing. I just want to just want to point out that Monday has some beautiful energy. Yeah, so the Grand Trine is really beautiful. So the week should start out pretty pleasant. Um, and, you know, Uranus comes into a trine with Mars, which um, I think is really strong on Tuesday um, because they're both at the, at the same degree, 19 degrees. And Uranus is, like she said, is sort of surprises. And I would say maybe even by taking certain actions, certain you may have certain surprises about things, but it could be good surprises. Like, oh, okay, well, that worked out better than I thought. Um, so, you know, that kind of thing. So you want to be taking action. You want to, um, and speak, and speaking out loud about those actions because it is still traveling with Mercury. And I noticed this yod, Fred Hawk, looked like the biggest yeah, thing on Tuesday. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, made me pay, sit up because I have a very similar yod in my chart that points to the moon and one of the planets on the base is Saturn. So I was like, oh, oh. So what do you think that is all about? Well, it's pointing to the moon in Libra, so that makes me think about relationships. Saturn is going to be about rebuilding your system, and Jupiter and Taurus might be about stuff. Um, it could also be about um, money or other things related to, um, you know, like luxury and things that feel good or things that make you happy. Um, and that's that's pretty much Jupiter and Taurus. With Saturn and Pisces, it makes me think these two things are in conjunct the moon. So there could be some discourse with relationship about do I really need that? Do we really need this? Do we need to spend the money on that? Um, or it could be about uh, your relation. It depends on where Libra is in your in your chart. But um, like what piece of the pie is it in? What house is it in? Um, because Libra, Libra definitely rules relationships, but we do our whole life by relationships. It could be about our daily living. And so it could be related to work. It could be about, you know, your love relationships. It could be about your teacher student relationships. Who are you learning from mentors or work or other things around your career or your children <laughs> or your family members. So it just depends on like what part piece of the pie it is, but it's going to have some sort of relationship. And just remember when I say relationships, I don't mean just love relationships it could be other types of relationships and the other thing i want to point out is that um a lot of the bigger outer planets were retrograde last month and this month almost everything is going direct mm -hmm. so remember saturn went direct last month jupiter went direct this month um there's not a lot left to go direct Mm -mm. um so when all the planets are moving in a forward fashion it generally means it's a great time to get things done the tide is in the right direction for you to launch things for you to initiate things 
you know, we sometimes we talk about in astrology the tide. Literally, you know, you don't you don't want to launch a boat when the tide is coming in, right? Um, <clears throat> so being mindful of that, this could be the time where if you felt like you were stuck in the fall and there were things that you just couldn't get off the ground, all of a sudden you're going to be like, whoa, everything is working now. Oh my God, I can't keep up because it starts to really pick up mm -hmm. when everything starts to move direct. So. Uh, I just wanted to point that out, that that's a big change. Jupiter going from retrograde to direct, you know, it spends like, I don't know, four to six months retrograde, depending on the, um, you know, the, the cycles. So that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. And I think with all the planets direct and with this yacht, I don't think the yacht will be terribly hard. I think it will probably be easier than you think, but but it could be a little bit of a challenge because you have the moon in Libra. Libra is ruled by Venus mm -hmm. and the moon is squaring Venus on this day. So, and, and, and it's a little bit, it's that same conversation we were talking about because it involves Venus Chiron in a T square. And so there's that, what are we learning? How are we healing? How are we helping? What's not helping? How do we move forward in a good way? You know, things of that nature. Right. So, um, and it'd probably have to do with material goods, I would say. Material things. With the with the Jupiter involved, it, it just seems obvious. Jupiter that, and Venus. Yeah. Yeah. Those, yeah. those two are so, going to make you go. Yeah. Physical hmm. money things, things related to money or stuff. Yeah. So, all right. Now, on Wednesday, the biggest thing I noticed on this day was the moon hanging out with the south node there. Yeah, and um, our friend Ann Ortley, who's a great astrologer, she often talks about um, your ghosts, the south node, relationships, old relationships, old relations, people popping back up into your world that you hadn't heard from or seen or something like that. Um, you know, that's always an interesting one. <laughs> yeah, um, sometimes she says that, and it's funny because I don't always, I don't always have ghosts, but sometimes, um, um, it, it, I'll think about those people briefly or whatever, and then it will go away very quickly. But and you still have the moon opposite Chiron and squaring Mars and Mercury. So Mars and Mercury are still like, okay, what are we doing? Let's talk about it. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. And um, Chiron in the moon, it's going to be the, the inner landscape of what's going on inside. Mm -hmm. Moon has a lot to do with intuition and emotions and um, especially related to relationships with Libra there mm -hmm. in, when it's in Libra. And on Thursday, the first, Red Hawk's going to have surgery. So please send your prayers out. I appreciate candles lit and good vibes. And it's actually it's actually a, a good day because um, a good day to send your prayers, and uh, because Neptune is sextile Mercury, and frankly that's the strongest thing in the sky that day, other than Saturn sextiling Jupiter. Um, and so Neptune sextiling Mercury, you know, Mercury is about communication and. Um, technology and sending messages, right? Okay, and Neptune's about spirituality. It's about prayer. It's about uh, um, different spiritual um, 
aspects and, and it's also about like psychic um so like like i would say reiki would be ruled by neptune um and things like that so if you're you know if you're in need of healing energy or you want to send healing energy that's actually a really good day for that actually and you have the north node conjuncting chiron so the future is clear it's right. involving healing <laughs> right mm -hmm. and we're all about that aren't we lacrosse <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, it's a great day to send your prayers to anyone that needs healing. So, okay, and the moon will begin to move out of Libra at that point. So, mm -hmm. but it's still squaring Mercury at that point. Right. The moon won't be as strong because it'll be out of bounds. And then later in the day, it'll move into Scorpio. Oh, okay. And here we are with it in Scorpio. Um, I did notice that the biggest aspects that continue from thursday into friday are still saturn sextiling jupiter and neptune sextiling mercury but then the the moon comes in and becomes part of the conversation with venus uh-huh um and of course scorpio is a fixed water sign and it's ruled by mars and then the higher octave is pluto or actually i wonder if you say it the other way mars is the higher octave of pluto um so um, we have the moon in a sextile with Venus. It's going to be opposite um, Uranus and Jupiter, Jupiter first and then Uranus. Um, but it'll be in a T-square with the sun. So the sun will help illuminate anything that needs to be clarified. Mm. And it's also in a trine to Saturn, which we like trines um, to Saturn. So hopefully that just continues the good vibes towards healing and structure. Yeah, because Saturn's in Pisces. So that's a healing, it's a healing sign. Um, so Pisces is a, is a healing sign, um, especially peace. Um, Pisces likes to bring peace and considering that Saturn can sometimes be considered a planet of um not peace it's not violence but it's, it's not more Mars, like it's more it's... like the destruction or uh breaking down of systems and things like that saturn can sometimes uh be a little bit on the destructive side and so the fact that it's in um a, a more watery spiritual sign like pisces which is a little bit more about healing and um it just tells me that Although things may feel like they're falling apart, they're actually healing for the better. Good. Mm hmm Good. So that's the second. And then February 3rd, there is a minor trine. That's what, um, that's what I learned. There's a minor trine there. And, you know, it's instead of being like a full-on trine, it's just less obvious. Um, but it will involve... Um, Mercury and Mars still traveling together and Neptune and the moon, which is in a trine, a stronger trine on, on um, Saturday. Yep. Yep. It's definitely in a stronger time. Neptune's involved. Mercury, Mars, of course. Pluto is sextile. It's opposite now of, uh, well, uh, you and I take snapshots a little later, but it'll be opposite Uranus. So mm. that can always present its own challenge. Mm -hmm. but um well it looks like it's there it's just lightweight it's yeah. just light colored yeah 
at, at the moon shining Neptune like this makes me think like Thursday, Friday, um, Saturday, Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, especially Friday and Saturday, good days to get um, psychic readings or give psychic readings mm. um, because the moon and Neptune are trining. The moon's in Scorpio, which is already pretty psychic and um, intuitive. Um, and it's the moon, which is very intuitive. And Neptune, which is in Pisces in its ruling sign. So Neptune is pretty strong, yeah. um, which might be a little bit why, you know, the psychic world is kind of blowing up these days. Like it's just getting bigger and bigger. Oh, interesting. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the fourth. And on the fourth, the biggest thing, I noticed that T-square got really strong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with Venus now, which will be about stuff and relationships. Like we had a little break from the T-square earlier in the week, like Friday, Thursday, Friday, and then by Sunday, it kind of comes back with the same opposition with Chiron. So now we're talking about stuff, money, self-esteem, self-love, um, and relationships. Yeah, and the moon moves into Sag. The moon likes being in Sagittarius. It sparkles in Sagittarius. Um, so have a fun Sunday, Sunday fun day. Um, the don't moon, spend a lot of money though <laughs> yeah the moon is in a square of Saturn so that presents uh, some decisions that might need to be made but it, we have a trine to Chiron which is nice so there it definitely feels like there's a healing vibe in the week and um, and uh, I, considering where you and I are at lacrosse that always feels <laughs> promising <laughs> Yeah, and the moon in conjunct Pluto and square Saturn. That's why I say don't be careful about what you spend your money on Sunday. Mm. Um, I would just try not to have emotional purchases, especially right. related to travel, <laughs> even short-term travel. Like, you know, just just wait till wait wait another day or so, and it'll be fine because it's just the moon. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And that's it. And so, so what do you think, Lacrosse? Well, I haven't been able to talk about the animals since I, I haven't been on. I've missed it. I've missed it. But we just since we just left the goose, the season of the goose, and now we're going into otter. I did want to mention something about the goose, because um, you were saying about how February nineteenth and the twentieth and all these things that were happening with the body and stuff like that. And I found it interesting because it's at these times when you kind of become dependent on other people. And that is something that the goose do when they're flying in formation. If somebody starts falling behind or is injured or is, is just not in the right place, other geese will leave the formation to help keep that one in formation. And that's something that I don't think we realize. Like I, 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 was realizing that because when I went to get my surgery done, it was a blizzard. And I thought, oh shit, like what the hell? And we were having about like between four to six inches of snow and it started around three in the morning. So when I got my surgery at seven, I'm just like, I was well into that blizzard. And I'm thinking, how the hell am I going to get in the car even less, get into my house after the surgery? But it went to show, like, literally, my girls got together, my wife, they all went into formation. And I was thinking of the geese, how they went, they left 
what they were doing and came and helped me in my formation so that I could move further and get, right. you know, even if it's just getting upstairs into bed, okay, I'm here, you know. Um, yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's not easy. And then I was thinking to myself, now we're going into the time of the otter, which it's playtime. <laughs> but I can't really get up and play. So I thought, what was so, and it's not really so much playtime. This is a time of creativity and taking advantage of your downtime to start becoming creative, bringing new things, trying new things, because otters aren't scared to do new things. So I thought this would be a perfect time to try new things and to bring new things that normally you wouldn't have done, if that makes any sense. And that's what, what I'm thinking here. It's like, there's going to be a lot of obstacles, but instead of looking them at obstacles, look at them as opportunities to try these new things that are coming now that we're getting into the season of the otter. So, mm. Yeah, and otter usually travels in pairs, don't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was thinking, so they still probably, I don't know if they help each other out, but they... They oh, seem sure. to play with each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watch them play before with each other, and like they, yeah, they're very yeah. playful creatures. They're fun to watch. Yeah, they're too in the, cute. In the spirit of that, I I painted a turtle this week. Ah, figured turtle. Uh, and last night I thought of you because I started uh, reading all about the spiritual messages of turtle. Because my immediate go-to about turtle, and I've called on turtle in my life before, is I'm not very good with patience, and I have had to learn how to be patient again, how mm. to slow down. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, so I appreciated that. <laughs> this is a little <laughs> rock turtle. Uh, so yeah, that's that's a good message, and. Uh, and it's difficult really when you're a very independent person. It yeah. is so difficult. Like my wife gets mad at me. I went and took a shower and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I had my leg out. Like I, my leg wasn't in the shower. And she's like, well, how'd you hold yourself up with my other leg? Right. And it's hard because you're so independent and it literally puts you in a place where I need to allow her to help me because she feels like she's being cheated from helping me if I don't allow her. And I'm, it's going back and changing that mentality and embrace, okay, please help me. You can help me, yeah. you know, because I am impatient. I get it with the turtle. I'm impatient. I want to go. Hey, let's go. Yeah. A lot of Mars there. Mm -hmm. A lot of Mars. <laughs> Mars makes you do that kind of shit. I noticed yep. that. Every <sighs> yeah. Every time my Mars is conjunct, I go way too fast on shit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you guys, um, yeah, and it's it's interesting because as a caregiver, and I've been on both sides even recently, mm -hmm. um, as a caregiver, you want the best for your loved one. And, um, you know, I, I have a lot of experience being a caregiver. Yeah, years mm -hmm. as a nurse. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> get all the tools. I went to the store and got things so she could get a shower and a walker so she can stand up and hold herself. I don't know up. how I cruised around on crutches 20 years ago. They, those things are lethal. <laughs> oh, I almost killed myself the other day. I, I, I am I like slipping out from under my jacket. I'm like, whoa. 
I would suggest so to your the walker wife, is. I'm glad you're on a little scooter now. You know. I would suggest that she just run to the thrift store and for a few bucks get a shower shower chair, so that you yeah. shower chair works really well. So then you yes. can get in there you and just sit really down enjoy and, and not. You can worry enjoy about, your shower and not worry yeah. about falling or what the fuck. Yeah. And it's uh <laughs> yeah and it, you know but I have I have experience so for me. It's like, here's my expertise, Brighthawk. Yeah. This is what I'm an yeah. expert at. I am an right. expert at helping you transfer from chairs, helping you stay comfortable during this time. I'm an, this is my expertise. And yeah. so, yeah, it is a little bit of a gift um, because she, you know, gives her expertise all the time for all kinds of things. Right. And that really is my, I know that it's my strength. I've been doing it since I was eight. So, um, you know, and so it is a gift when you, when you're taking care of someone, you're feeling like, um, okay, what can I, you know, how can I make this most comfortable for them? Because right. as you know, across sitting in a damn chair all day is uncomfortable. It starts to yeah. hurt your back and makes this uncomfortable, makes that uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, yeah. so this week has good healing vibes for all of us. That would be great. What do the cards have to say? Yeah, let's pull out three cards. I was shuffling them while we were listening, and um, uh, okay. So this first card is interesting because um, let me just pin so y'all can see. This is the Hermit card. This oh, is a very interesting card for the Hermit card in this deck because usually the Hermit shows a person be, being alone. Okay, mm -hmm. and that's what the Hermit is about. Um, and this doesn't not show a person alone. You're not even sure it shows a person. Um, it kind of looks like maybe a tree. And, and I think that the Hermit, the thing that I've decided about this is that is because it's sort of an abstract painting, meaning you could get, different people are gonna see different things in this painting, um, is that different people get different things out of being a hermit. And that's pretty much what this is about, is that there's different ways to hermit. I know I've personally um, hermited even while people are around me. I can be completely alone. <laughs> Uh, but completely surrounded by people. Um, and that's an interesting thing that happens, um, especially uh, when you're not quite, it usually happens to me when I'm not in my center, when there's something bothering me or something like that, or I'm sick or whatever, uncomfortable. You can easily be a hermit in um, even amongst others. So I think that's what this is about, is about getting alone with your thoughts and um, figuring out what's really truly in your heart and soul during these times of ordeals um, and and where you're going with it, okay? And that's what this is about. And that's already happened, right? Because we've already, pretty most people have experienced the ordeal. If you're gonna experience an ordeal, you already have. And most of us have, at least we, if nothing else, you had a blizzard, okay? or some sort of snow. Um, so, and now this is the here and now, and this is about seeing yourself as a victim. This is about feeling like the victim and allowing that victimhood to trap you. 
Um, and so that can sometimes make you feel like this is the terribleness that happened to me and I don't know where I'm going to go or what I'm going to do about it. And that's a little bit about now. And it can seem like you feel a little trapped. But if you notice this person, although they're trapped sort of by the swords and their arms are tied and they're blindfolded, they also have wings. So um, they technically could just fly, right? Okay. So, um, and that's pretty much what this card is about. This card is about the feeling of victimhood, the feeling of being trapped, but that in, in actuality, you're not. And that's really what this card is meant to um, help us understand about ourselves. And so that's happening in the here and now. And then this is the future, which I think is like, it's a really great card. This is the Eight of Cups. And this is when um, you have come through hell, literally, because you can see the little sun guy up here with this like dirty look. He's giving a dirty look to the person who's headed towards the sun. It's actually not the sun. It's actually the moon. Um, and the moon is kind of giving this dirty look like, ah, like you've done it. You've overcome all of these emotional challenges, ordeals, and you are headed towards the other side. So the interesting thing about ordeals is they usually suck at some point. They're usually surprising to some degree. They usually kind of catch you off guard. They suck. And then on the other side of that, um, they usually end up being more, um, they lead you towards something big, something better, so a better way of living, a better way of being. And that's pretty much what this card is about. Being the Eight of Cups, this character is now moving towards the sun. You can see the sun kind of looks like a rainbow, different colors, and it's definitely brighter than where they're coming from. And they kind of look like a little bit of a hero there, right? And that's pretty much what this is about. So we have the ordeal part or the part of us that um, that might had to be alone with some thoughts and to recognize what needed to happen or, you know, to even be in our victimhood, to allow ourselves to be a victim for a bit. Sometimes I think it's necessary for a bit. As long as you don't stay there, it's fine. Um, and, you know, and to remember that although you might feel stuck, you're actually not. It's just a, it's just a misperception. Um, and that going, going forward, uh, you will start making progress towards better things and a lighter future. Okay. So. Wow. Great reading. Very Thanks. good. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. <clears throat> Yeah, those cards Whew. are interesting set of cards. <laughs> yeah, well, it's so good to be with you again, Lacrosse. We really yeah. missed you. I'm glad you're on the mend, and yep. yeah, I will be too soon. Yep, yep. And eventually, all three of us will be able to like do <laughs> things like walk and exercise, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's me with my little dumbbells. I'm like <laughs> in the chair. Uh, what the hell is this getting old thing? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I will not. I refuse. Okay. All right. So, all I right. Want my wisdom. Friend. I don't want to yeah. get old. I just want the wisdom. You just want the wisdom. But yeah. sometimes I think the wisdom comes from these crazy ordeals. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. have to believe that. I yeah. really do. It's not for sure. nothing. 
You know, sometimes it takes a long time. It took me a really long time to recognize, God, it probably took me over 20, 30 years, something, that if I had not shattered my right knee, Mm. I would never have bothered to go through the effort of climbing the highest summit in the continent of Europe two years later. Like, why would I have done that if I didn't have something to prove? I clearly had something to prove to myself, really. And I told that story, I don't know how many years before I finally realized, oh my God, this is one of those stories where that which broke us made us stronger, Yeah, you know? And mm-hmm. unfortunately these things happen and there's, so why not make the most of it, learn something from it, get something from it and believe that there's something better on the other side of this. Right. So, wish you all the very best. So those of you going through an ordeal, may it get better. Know that the healing is coming your way. Um, and may you have a blessed week this week as we move through Imbolc. And Imbolc is a pagan holiday on February the 1st. Um, it's a celebration of the return of light. Um, it's essentially the honoring that winter is coming to an end. Um, it's sort of the marking of the end of winter and the beginning of the light. <clears throat> So it's usually celebrated with candles. Um, you can also, um, some people like to make beautiful breads um, and delicious things like that. Um, and that comes from back in ancient times, people didn't have, uh, what the what? <laughs> Back in ancient times, <laughs> back, well, what I was going to say is they didn't have, they ran out of a lot of foods, but what they did have was grains. And mm. so what they would make is a lot of bread. Um, and so, and so there's a lot of like, and you had to have, you know, your candles, you could feel a little bit more relaxed about using your wax candles, um, because the winter was coming to an end. And so people did a lot of candle burning and a lot of bread. And they also would make, you can look it up. It's called Bridget's Cross. Um, they're like a weaving of the grass, the dead grasses, um, in, and they would make it and hang it in their house um, for blessings. Um, and it depends on, you know, what part of the world you're talking about. But that's one that that's that's sort of like over there in the in Europe and things and Celts and things like that did that. So um, and sometimes some people celebrate the goddess Bridget um, and you can do that by having a fire. Um, because she loved fires. And so I've done that. I've like gone out in the middle of the winter with snow on the ground and had a fire. And that could be a great way to honor in bulk or Bridget's day. Uh, Bridget tends to be a healing goddess and, um, she does seem, and it can also be about like textiles and fabrics and stuff like that. Um, can be a lot about crafts and doing things in that regard. So, and it's also a good time to work on your pasanki, which is um, eggs from the Slavic. They're Slavic people. You've seen them at Easter time. They have really beautiful um, decorations on them, and those come from the Slavic people. So, just thought I'd give you a little heads up about this beautiful holiday that most people don't talk about. Um, it has another name that I have a hard time pronouncing. Candlemas? <laughs> oh, yeah, it might be Candlemas. Wait a minute. No. That's another one. That's another. It's, okay. Again, lighting yeah. candles. But candle there's mass. one that begins with L. 
Oh, I know what you're saying, and I'm going to pronounce it incorrectly as well. So we'll just leave that for we'll the old Europeans. <laughs> for the people that are more traditional, and I'm more future bear. You know, I'm not big on traditions. I think we can learn something from the traditions, and I'm very much about shedding what no longer works and taking what does. So um, what does work is make yourself some breads, light a candle, be, be grateful that the winter is almost over, and if you need healing or you need light in your life, February 1st is the day. Okay. Blessings one and all. Blessings and blessings. We hope that you have a great week. All right. Make sure you like and subscribe and all of that happy stuff and have a good day. Have a good week. We appreciate you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's Soul Astrology and subscribing, liking, sharing, and reviewing. We hope you enjoy this dose of Soul Astrology and encourage you to embrace the week ahead with an open mind and heart so that you may integrate the deepest of lessons from the stars. Take a moment to step outside and honor the planet, stars, and moon in the sky with your heart. Integrate the messages that resonate and leave the rest for someone else. We deeply appreciate each and every one of you. Always remember that you are a perfectly unique human with an exclusive star map of your destiny, your soul purpose, and your heart's desire. Thank you again for tuning in to Rainbow Soul.